So that's what struck an idea to me was like, listen, in this age, we have our cell phones, right? If the number not stored in your phone, chances of you answering it, especially if it's a different area code, is slim to none. Because we, we know, like, it's so bad that we, we don't even remember people's numbers anymore because it's stored in our phone, right? And so... I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we all are, man. And so that's what struck and said, you know what? I need to start to try to send text messages out to people because you can ignore a phone call, but you won't ignore a text. What's up, guys? This is Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. And today we have a very special guest. I'm actually very excited about this particular guest, primarily because he's doing something very different from what the average investor is doing in today's market. And this is a strategy that I've implemented, but not on the capacity that he has. So I'm actually eager to hear what he has to say as well. I use what he's going to talk about as a follow-up sequence to my direct mail campaigns and things like that when it comes to finding leads. And you know, if you've been around real estate investing for any amount of time, you know direct mail is a, a really good way to generate leads. But I see a lot of newer investors these days moving away from the old school strategies like bandit signs and direct mail and moving more into uh, modern day technology in order to be able to maximize uh, their lead flow while minimizing the amount of time that it takes to actually get the leads. So our special guest today is probably one of the first guys that has been talking about this particular strategy that we're going to talk about today. And he's also a really good friend of mine. We, we've been friends for, uh, I want to say at least 10 years, Chris, mm -hmm. about 10 years. And, you know, we've been a part of a group together. Uh, text, we, we talk all the time. So I really thought it was important to get him on the line to share what he's doing in his business right now uh, so that you guys can take what he's doing and start implementing it into your business as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's welcome Chris Bruce to the call. What's going on, my man? And Jamal, I appreciate you bringing me on this uh, podcast, man. I, I love doing these, man. And you know, Anytime you got a phone call, you hit me about anything, man. You know, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah. You know, over the years, man, we've been able to share a lot of things together, uh, a lot of information. You know, you're obviously a wealth of knowledge. I wanted to get you on the line because I know that anybody listening to this podcast right now is going to benefit from uh, the, this information. Now, just to kind of set the tone as to where we're actually going with this podcast right now. So, you know, for those of you doing direct mail, if you're doing, you know, maybe some cold calling, you know, these are all things that Chris and I, we, we've talked about these things over the years. You know, uh, over the last, I want to say two to three years, the game has absolutely changed when it, came, when it comes to uh, finding motivated sellers. So, you know, before where direct mail and cold calling was a, a big thing to utilizing your real estate investing business, over the past couple of years, you really needed to adapt. And you see a lot of new, newer investors, they're using things like ringless voicemail. Uh, you know, I recently had Chris Chico on a call where, 
We spoke about pay-per-click advertising, which has always been around. Uh, well, not always, but probably over the past 10, 10 years or so. But Chris Chico just mastered it, right? Uh, and then you have email. A lot of newer investors, that's actually one of my strategies that I use as well, email blasts. Um, but today we're going to talk about text messaging. You know, it's really a fantastic way to find deals. I was talking to another investor the other day and he was just talking about how he can actually spend, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of five to $600 to get a deal. And, you know, I wasn't, I'm using text messaging, but more on a follow-up sequence type of, uh, using a follow-up sequence type of campaign. I'm not using it on the same capacity at the same capacity that you are and some of the other guys are. So I'm actually eager to hear what you got to say as well. Cause I'm going to, uh, honestly, I'm going to rip off and duplicate what you're doing <laughs> and apply it into my business as well. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got started in real estate, and then we'll, we'll jump into the nitty gritty of this call. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my first introduction to real estate was actually 2006. Um, there was an opportunity that came about from my dad. He had told me about an opportunity for me to buy real estate as a landlord so I could buy this property. It was in Detroit, Michigan, on the east side of Detroit on Beaconsfield. Um, I used my credit, which I didn't even know I got approved. But you know, back then, if you had a pulse, you could get approved, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I approved for this mortgage. Um, I actually had a tenant in there, uh, but things didn't work out. Long story short, the market crashed, right? I lost that property. Fast forward three years later, I came across a guy that was advertising how to take an opportunity on making money off foreclosure. So I was like, what? I just foreclosed on the house, right? I don't have any credit. I don't have any cash. Let me see what he's talking about. And so I went ahead and um, I borrowed the money from my daughter's mom to invest in his program, uh, which was $1,000, which I didn't have. Um, and this, Jamil, man, this is back in the day, but DVDs and workbooks. <laughs> you had to get them choice mail to your house. Yeah, it was funny because I, I used to have a course uh, back in 2009 called the Real Estate Repo Riches, and I made that into a physical product. And we used to sell that for about $9.97, but um, that was DVDs and all of that yeah. stuff. And I want to say two years later, that, that stuff was out the window. No, Everybody was, was online, membership yeah. sites, man. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. So I got everything shipped to me, went through everything. Um, I, I immediately took action. That's one thing about me. Whenever I get some information, I have to immediately act on it. But when you immediately act on certain things, sometimes you make a lot of mistakes. Yep. Same here, man. <laughs> Same here. Um, that's how I got started as well, man. I just kind of, you know, I've been doing this since 2002. I started when I started, I jumped right in. I didn't know about coaches and, uh, home study yeah. courses and stuff. I'm like you, man, just do it, kind of figure it out as you go on make the mistakes, correct it, and then keep going. Exactly. So I respect so, that, man. Yeah, so when I did that, <laughs> I ended up putting 26 properties under contract and I had to back out every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have, man. Why did you have to back out of all of them? And, 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 and this, this, is, this is across three-month span. This is not okay. like all oh, one. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, this is three-month span. So what it was was just like I was learning like, even though I was doing the stuff they told me in the course, there would be one thing I would try to do my own way. You know, gotcha. I would miss the step, right? So it would be one, I would go into get a property in the contract in an area where nobody wants properties. I would, you know, overpay for a property 
at a, at a, um, at a certain you know area where people are buying houses for thirty, and I'm I'm telling them to give them thirty five, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to sell it for forty. You know, just making just dumb rookie mistakes, and so. I made so many of those mistakes. Actually, one time I almost lost a thousand dollars. Like this was back in the day where, with a realtor, you could this. So I was buying properties on MLS, right? So I would put a contract in on a Thursday or a Wednesday. I would get my set after about Thursday evening, and Thursday evening to Friday, I had the whole weekend to try to sell the house, put banner signs out. If I didn't sell the house by Monday, I was back on the contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Because I had a seven-day inspection period. So I was like, I got to move fast because they're going to want their deposit by Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at, least, at, least, at least you had the, the guts to put it on the contract, man. A lot of yeah. people don't even have the guts to do that. You yeah. know, so that, that's, that's big for you, man. So, yeah, so, so, so you, I did a lot of that, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Um, so fast forward anyway, finally, the, the, the 27th one. I closed it and made $5,000 and I was like, okay, finally. And that's when I started actually like getting into learning more about marketing and things like that. You know, what's so funny about that story. So you, you had enough, you, you was aggressive enough to put 26 houses on the contract, but it seems to me, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me, but you still had a little bit of fear that you was that maybe you were, you were going to get sued or yeah, absolutely. maybe maybe you were going to lose some type of money mm-hmm. if you didn't close on that house so you decided to back out while you still had enough time is that absolutely. right absolutely there was fear was still there because it was, again one of the times so what i would do is i would take a picture of my check and it'll be written out as a deposit and i would send it one time a realtor was like yo you can't we don't need a picture of it. Yeah. we need I remember those days. Yeah, right. So I sent it in. They were getting ready to cash it. I, yeah. Yo, I had to make a, a fake inspection from a fake contractor in order right. to get out of a deal. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have a thousand in my account. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did something crazy like that. I remember, and, and it's not necessarily um, illegal or anything like that, but what we used to do when we made offers, we sent a copy of the check. So we had, let's say, one generic check that we were write $500 on mm-hmm. this is when we were doing bank owned properties heavy. Um, we would have the one check. All the realtor asked for was a copy of the check. Right. So we would, yep. send, we would fax them a copy of the same check and we just keep pumping out that same check. Yeah. And then what would happen is once we got the offer accepted, then we were sending a real check. Mm. So we got the deal, gotcha. um, but that's how we used to do it. Okay. Yeah, I was doing it all wrong, man. You know, trying to beat the system. Yeah. The system always beat me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, that's how you learn, man. That's how we, we made a lot of mistakes back then. You know, obviously we want to – that's why information like this is so important. You know, uh, podcasts and right. you know, YouTube videos, these platforms are so important to teach newer investors what not to do. Exactly. So we kind of grandfathered the, the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 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 the younger generation, I'm not saying that we're old, man. I'm only thirty. I'll be thirty nine in a couple of months, and I know you're a little a, a little younger than me, thirty five. Yeah. So, and we kind of pioneered the game. We started young, but we understand what it's going to take to get to that next level. That's why I love ha- talking to guys like you and you know um, guys like me who obviously have been a, been around the game for a little while, and we could we could share what not to do. Exactly. So that, you know, you, you could work on what's actually working. So 
so how did you segue into where you are today? So let's start at like 2009. That's around the time you said you started? Yes, I started, yep. And then you, you were doing uh, REOs back then. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, what did, how did you segue into motivated sellers? Sure. So around 2010, towards the end of it, I would say middle of 2010, um, this is when I actually quit my job. This was May 7th, 2010. I walked out of my job, cold turkey, and I was like, okay, I got to do this stuff full time. I had no money stacked or nothing like that. I just said, listen, I'm going to get out the mud and figure this stuff out. <laughs> so Out um, the window. Yeah, man. So <laughs> at that time, I was educating myself a lot. Um, and I was seeing that, you know, there was a lot of people talking about going direct to seller. Like, there's only so much that you get from my area because at that time, Lee Kearney was the biggest thing smoking. You know, so there was only literally scraps in my market left that he didn't pick up because he was buying 40 houses a month at that time and uh so i started okay i need to learn how to do marketing and so i did invest in another training course a little cheap 97 dollars course and i started to learn educate myself on marketing so back then like you said earlier direct mail worked right so i learned how to write up a letter you know and and, and put a stamp on it and, and send out direct mail i learned about postcards uh, and, and I started doing a lot of direct mail. I even did bandit sign marketing as well. So that was the things that I started to do. And it was just a different animal because with REOs, it was a clear cut, just make an offer, bam, you get it accepted or not. Here you I had to learn. Yeah, I had to learn like to talk to people. Like I had to really learn like. Don't, don't forget you won a Hummer too. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I won a Hummer too. At the end. That, that helped a lot. I did. So yeah, yeah with, with, at the end of 2010, when I did mm-hmm. win that Hummer, um, me showing up to owners' houses, it definitely that set the bar high. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. this guy's really he really buys houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So I mean, like you said, you know, there were some big players. Lee is still actually a pretty big player um, on a different scale these days. Right. But um, you know, there there were some big players back then that didn't deter you, that didn't stop you. One thing I will say about Chris, guys, you know, one thing I absolutely noticed for sure, this guy buys so much information he's a part of so many groups and things like that masterminds he invests into his education but he doesn't only invest into the education he applies what he's learning so if you i I saw the progression from you know over the past let's say seven years Mm -hmm. of him buying the information and then you know everybody if if you're in real estate investing, I'm 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 willing to bet that you've probably seen a, a Chris Bruce ad on Facebook or on some other platform, maybe Instagram or something like that. It's because he help, he he gets the information, but then he applies it. That's a key thing that you want to take away from Chris. Apply what you learn. As I've mentioned on one of the first podcasts, information without well education without without action means nothing. You have to take action. That's where, you know, making the mistakes, not being afraid to, you know, Chris put 26 houses on the contract without even knowing what he was doing. So just, you know, think about the information, take the information that you're gaining from calls like this, but apply. That's where that application is where uh, it's really going to be the game changer for you. You know what, you know what I think that the school messed us up, Jamil, is that we got penalized for failing. Mm Mm-hmm. So in turn, Powerful, you man. don't want to go out there and make a mistake. 
That's right. right? So that's why, yeah, that's why they're afraid to take action because it's like, yo, I've been penalized for 18 years of my life. If I make a mistake, I get graded. You know, anything under 90%, right, is 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 either average or is, is not good enough, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we look at life and we try to go do this entrepreneurial real estate thing and we're like, yo, if I make a mistake, if I say something, I'm penalized, I, I failed, you know? And, and I think that that psychology in our brains that's been working for 18 years in school has messed us up. And that's where a lot of people don't take action. Fail forward. You got to fail. So you have to fail in business. It's kind of it's counterintuitive to what you already know and what you learn from, from school. So you have to fail even if you have the knowledge, you still got to fail some. You're going to fail. Yep. But that failure should lead you to more uh, experience, more success. Fail forward. That's what you want to do. Absolutely. So you started jumping into motivated sellers. Yes. And um, you, you, uh, you were driving around in a nice Hummer. <laughs> what was it? Ace 2? Ace 2 Hummer, yep. Ace 2. And that helped you get some deals. Yeah. So you started tapping. How did you what – was, what were you doing – back then to find these motivated sellers? Yeah, so I was doing a lot of um, like Apsty owner, mailers. Uh, that was like a big thing back then. It's crazy because now, you know, everybody and their mama's doing Apsty owners. That's like the main list that they tell you, right? But, but it worked back then. I mean, you could send out a thousand postcards and get a deal. Mm. So it, it, it was very simple back then. The competition wasn't as crazy. It wasn't as super competitive as it is now. Um, I'm gonna now triple or quadruple that. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you got investors. It's saturated because everybody's an investor. Everybody's doing it. it yeah. There's people that are sending fifty thousand mailers a month. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but back then, like I say, you could do a thousand. Every thousand I sent, every thousand to to two thousand, I always got a deal. Always. It just never. I never not got a deal. So it was crazy, and it was so good that what I learned is that the stuff that I was doing in this market. I, with the with the with the internet increasing and social media coming on on, on about that got started to get big, I was able to take the same information, apply it in different markets. So the first market I jumped in that wasn't in my local market was Orlando. Mm. I did a deal there, and I was like, "Man, I can actually do this in virtual markets. I don't yep. even have to physically be at a property to close on it and make money off of it." And that Jamel just had my mind blown with like the possibilities. Yep, yep. So now. You know, fast forward. So you you were doing direct mail. You figured out virtual wholesaling, and nowadays, like over the like we we were talking about earlier, you have these newer marketing methods where you don't even have to send. You could you literally get a list today, upload the you can skip trace the list, upload right. the list, and have the phone ringing within the next hour. Yes. Let's talk about that, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy because again, you you look at back in the day when door knocking, direct mail, things like that. There was things there were there were the reason why because there was no software, the the technology hadn't it, it hadn't yet got there, right? right? So there was no even even when it comes to lists, there's so many different list brokers now. You can literally pay a monthly fee to get access to these lists. Before that was never available. Yep, you had to go to like a list source to you know purchase lists and things like that. But now since the technology has increased, there, there's a lot of different softwares out there. Is we're we're able to go out and get skip. Like I remember skip trace. You remember back in the day, skip tracing that was not no non no no. Like, I, I didn't skip trace back then. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have to. But since things become, you know, they, they it's obviously more competitive these days. So right. 
you got to, I mean, data is king these days, man. It is. It is. So it's just as, as good as cash. Grown, yeah. As the internet grown, it just started to get more opportunities for us. And so, um, one of the things that I started to notice, cause we, we, I wasn't doing cold calling back then. I kind of got into cold calling. I would say around 2000, it was late. It was like 2016. I started doing cold. Calling. I started hiring Filipinos and we're doing cold calling and things. And, um, 2018 January. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit, but 2000 January 18, things started to shift. It was like I don't know what happened, but my cold calling was not as effective. We were still getting a couple of deals, but it was taking way more calls. And it, really, what it was was that people weren't even answering their phone. I started to look at the data and say, okay, we dialed a hundred dials. Why have we only talked to 22 people? You know, then, then it started getting worse. It started getting like, yo, we called 100 people and now only talked to 14 people. We like, yo, what's, this is not getting better. So we need to figure something out. And so what happened was um, <clears throat> I was actually on a date with my fiance. We were out eating some tacos or whatever. And I remember there was a friend that called me. At this time, I didn't know who the friend, I didn't know it was a friend. It was a, it was a, a, a number that was not saved in my phone. And they called me. So I didn't answer it. I was like, I don't even know who this is. I'm not answering it through a bill collector or whatever, right? I'm not answering. So I didn't answer. But two minutes later, it was one of my friends. He texted me. He was like, yo, this such and such, I, I, you know, I just changed my number. You know, um, it had been a long time since we had talked. And I was like, damn, as soon as soon as he um he as soon as I knew it was my one of my homies, I instantly like I walked out the restaurant and called him. And I was like, damn, you know, I'm so glad that he texted me because I would have never, like, called that number back because I didn't know who the number was or whatever. So that's what struck an idea to me was like, listen, in this age, we have our cell phones, right? If the number not stored in your phone, chances of you answering it, especially if it's a different area code, is slim to none. Because we, we know, like, it's so bad that we, we don't even remember people's numbers anymore because it's stored in our phone, right? And so... I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we all are, man. And so that's what struck and said, you know what? I need to start to try to send text messages out to people. Because you can ignore a phone call, but you won't ignore a text. That's right. You know... Uh, the the response rate on a text message is ridiculously from you know it's kind of funny because you know we've been around marketing so we, not only are we real estate investors but we're also we we are marketers right and we help people with information as well so yeah. you know i know that we do webinars and, and stuff like that i remember we're probably going back to like 2008 Okay. 2009 or so where I found out about this company called easytexting.com. And in order to get more people, because we were, we were marketing through email. We still build up our email list today. It all comes full circle today, even in your real estate business, but we would drive people to a webinar via email. But then what will happen is, the response rate eventually started dropping as more and more people started doing that. So what do we do? We started implementing text messaging as a reminder that the webinar is going to be, uh, 
it's going to be live in, let's say, 20 minutes. So we utilize multiple channels in order to be able to do that. So it's all marketing. It's marketing Mm one-on-one. Reach out and a certain percentage of people will will eventually bite. Right. Um, the what I like what you're doing with the text messaging is you're utilizing it rather than using you're probably using it using it as a follow up as well. But what you're doing is reaching out to them through a channel that everyone else is not even thinking about. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's yep. obviously so you're staying ahead of the game. You yeah. know, so you're not doing you're doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing to get a better result. Right. And eventually people will jump on to text yeah. messages and then mm-hmm. something else will come up. But exactly. the object is to know what's coming. Like Ringless Voicemail, when that came out, you know, a couple years ago, everybody wanted to know what was Ringless Voicemail. Now it's so easy to get your phone ringing with Ringless Voicemail mm-hmm. that you have state laws that are starting to be passed. Right. Starting right. to prevent that type of uh, marketing, not saying that, I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere, but I think it will be regulated Absolutely. over time. But text messaging is, again, it's one of those things like Ringless voicemail a couple of years ago. Yep. It's like what, um, you know, there's one uh, social media guy talks about, Gary V. He says TikTok, right? TikTok yeah, is, yeah, the, talking a lot about that right now. is the new thing, yeah. right? Text messaging to motivated sellers is kind of like TikTok right now. Right. It's the future. Yep. You know, that's kind of where you want to be with it. Yeah. So powerful stuff, man. So let's talk about um, how the average investor right now can get started. Like what are, let, let's keep it simple. Let's act like somebody's brand new okay. to this whole marketing thing. And let's give them maybe a three-step process. If they wanted yeah. to start text messaging right now, to start driving leads, what what do you think it's going to take for them to be able to do that? Yeah. So um, the biggest thing, and 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 I like that you you made that 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 you bridged the gap on the way text messaging is right now compared to like a TikTok because the challenge that people face is that there still aren't a lot of affordable softwares or the technology is not as prevalent as like ringless voicemail. Like you said, ringless voicemail, there's so many people have softwares and things like that. A lot of them are affordable for the average person that's just getting started. But there, there isn't a lot of text message softwares um, out there. I mean, maybe you might know some few, a few, I'm not sure. But anyways, um, one is for the, 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 the investor to go out and get a list. That's very important. What type of now? Let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, what type yeah. of list? What type so, of list would somebody? What's the best? The highest possible? We're trying to help somebody get a deal. Right. Exactly. The highest possible list, and I and I and I really, um, I kind of took this from you, um, but kind of like twisted a little bit. Is the one program that I love that you had was the property umbrella, right? And so, what I looked at is vacants is sort of like a property umbrella type of right. list. Because there's so many different motivations that come from a vacant property. And so a new investor starting off, your ideal list is going to be a vacant property list. Right. Um, There is a website that is uh, very 
very, very, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think it's vacant. Vacant house. Uh, I know uh, Cam Cam has one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the description box if you're okay. on YouTube. Okay. Um, I'll link it. And it's, it, I know Cam has has one that I I consistently use myself. Okay. So uh, it's vacant yeah, house. In there. Yeah. The he vacant house data feed. I'll uh I'll link that below. Shout out to Cam Dunlap for for putting that together. Yeah, absolutely. You can just use that to get a list of vacant properties. Um. Take that vacant list, and then you can you can manually send out text messages if you want. If you don't have a software. Now, granted, most cell phone carriers are going to block, so you're gonna you, you're gonna need a software at yeah. some point. So, one one other thing, um, I, I was talking to Cam back in we're probably going back two months now when I was out in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think you were supposed to be there, but you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. Uh, but we were at the uh, this mastermind, and uh, Cam was. You know, we were talking about how powerful vacant houses are. Right. I was just telling him he didn't he had no idea I was using his software, but um I've been using it for several years. And I think I, I spoke to you when I when I yeah, first yeah. but one thing I will add to what you're saying is um when it comes to pulling your leads, Cam's software does allow you to uh pull phone numbers as well. But what I'm gonna recommend you do and I use uh, Skip Tracing. I use Skip Genie. I'm not yeah, sure who you use. good. I like, I like Skip So Skip yeah. Genie has a service like 90, like $100 a month, and then it's like 25 cents per record. Or you can pay $1.50 per record for a lower rate. You got to check it out. I'll link Skip Genie below uh, as well. But um, Skip Genie, in my opinion, the cheaper, the, the, the cheaper it is to pull your records, the, uh, in my opinion, again, is, and I'm right. just offering my <laughs> humble opinion. Um, the cheaper it is to pull your records, the less valuable the list is going to be. So what I recommend, you know, at 25 cents, where someone else may charge you, let's say four cents to pull a record, 25 cents, you know, you're going to get something really good. Um, skip tracing for those of you who don't know what it is. Uh, you know what? Let me let me let you answer that. Um, skip trace the list. Yeah. Skip trace that list, which is skip tracing guys is, mm-hmm. is getting a phone number. So people, what skip tracing really is, is that it allows them to, uh, uh, whatever company they, they go out and they can pull the data of where you're active. Um, off, off, so you, you basically have to have somebody's owner's name right. or address and then they take that information, run it against the records. Um, these are the same records that a lot of the bill collectors have access to, things like that, to find a phone number for you. Exactly. So basically, skip tracing is almost like a pirate a private investigator to go out and find out where this owner right. is. That's right. all skip tracing is. So when you skip trace, are you, what, are you, what are you pulling? Yeah, so we pull typically... All right, we get three phone numbers minimum. Perfect. Get an email address as well. Perfect. That's um, what we do. Yeah, because that way we can test the numbers. You know, sometimes it might be a landline number. It might be a uh, voice over internet, you know, um, number, like a Google number or something like that. Um, 
And then, you know, we'll have a cell phone number a lot of times as well, too. Uh, or it may just be two bumper numbers. But, yeah, we get three phone numbers, email address. So then we are allowed to go then and send them. We have our own custom-built software that we use. Uh, so we get Texas for real cheap, like, yeah. for like a penny. <laughs> for awesome, man. So you pull the list, you skip trace the list, you want at least three phone, so you, you focus on vacant properties. Vacant properties, yep. Free and clear, vacants? Yes, so they don't have to be free and clear. I would say at least, at, 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 at the most, they only have like maybe like a 20, 20% so it would say 80% equity. So we like to do 80% equity to free and clear. 80% to free and clear and equity. Okay, so vacant property, uh, I'll link the uh, I'll link where you can get the vacant properties below in the description box. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening to this on iTunes or some other uh, podcast platform, check out, go to my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs and look for the video with Chris Bruce's face on it. And what, what you're going to, if you click on that video and you look in the description box, you'll see all of these links that we're talking about. So yeah. we, we, we want to get the vacant, we want to get a free and clear or 80% equity to free and clear vacant property lists, uh, vacant property list. We want to take that list. We want to skip trace that list. Step number two, right. we want to get at least three phone numbers and an email address. Powerful, powerful tactic because, and, and I know exactly why you're doing it because I do it as well. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what do you do? Step so- <clears throat> yeah, so when we send out a text, so the, the thing that some people will think is that, okay, well, I can go ahead and try to close the deal through text. Now, disclaimer, I've only closed one deal through text where that's the only thing, the communication we did. Out of all the deals that we closed through text, there was only one time that we literally, I'm talking about from the initial conversation to making the offer to get in the lockbox code, everything was done through tech. That only happened one time. It doesn't happen a lot. So what I want people to understand is that, listen, you're not going to only, you're not going to make an offer through text. You know, there's, there's no way for you to be able to be on the phone and build hardly any rapport, hear the tonality or build the trust through a text. The goal of the text is to get a conversation started, to filter out if this person is in a situation where you can be able to help them Cause I tell, I, this is what I, I like to get uh, wholesalers, especially new ones to understand. You have a service and understand that your service is not for everybody. That's right. Your service is providing a cash transaction for a homeowner in a fastly timely manner, right? Without having to pay closing costs, without having to pay commissions. But that service is not for everybody. There's going to be some people that don't need your service because right. they got money. There's going to be think- Think CarMax. When you think about right. wholesaling, think about a service like CarMax. CarMax provides a service where they can allow you to unload your car. You may not get what everyone else is offering you, but you'll be able to unload that car mm-hmm. and possibly purchase another car. Well, I like that. I like that. Wholesaling. <laughs> no, that's fine, man. It, we, we had to share information. That's all it is. But uh, wholesaling is the same thing. Wholesaling is like CarMax. That's mm. all it is. Yeah. Wholesaling, with wholesaling, you provide a service. Uh, some wholesalers, some real estate investors, quote unquote, such as myself, you know, I provide more than one service. Right. You really yeah. want to be known for one thing where you, and then you can kind of, in, in, in uh, info marketing, we call it upsell. 
mm-hmm. where you can provide other services in addition to your yeah. main service. So for me, um, and I, I'm kind of skeptical with even mentioning this term <laughs> on, this, uh, on this podcast, but I'm going to mention it anyway because my program is about done. Uh, I started implementing something called hybrid wholesaling. Mm, okay. And uh, you're going to hear a lot about hybrid wholesaling over the next few weeks uh, from the release of this podcast. Um, it's, it's a term that I made up and it fits exactly what I do when I provide a service. So whether uh, the seller has no equity or whether the seller has, uh, you know, uh, they're in a situation where, you know, we can negotiate something and make a deal work. So I'm going to get five times the deals than gotcha. the average wholesaler. That's what hybrid wholesaling is. Gotcha. Um, I was skeptical with mentioning it. Uh, I'm probably, I'm probably talking about it a little too early, but uh, yeah, I trademarked that term hybrid wholesaling because at the end of the day, um, it's a strategy I've been implementing, um, which is a hybrid of wholesaling, but it allows you to, allows you, allows you to offer more services to the seller. So that's, that's definitely a killer, okay. uh, killer thing. So, so basically, as a wholesaler, you're, think CarMax. You provide a service to the seller, and it's not for everybody. It's for a certain amount of – it's for a specific type of person. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, so, so we pull the list. We skip trace the list. We uh, – we reach out to the seller. What, what does that message sound like? Yeah. So when reaching out to the seller, it's again, it's really, we like to the first conversation, make it seem like I'm talking to somebody that I already know. So maybe like, Jamil, hi, hey, how, how's your day going? And then we wait for a response. Got you. Then we say, hey, you, you wouldn't be in the market to sell your property. You, you wouldn't, um, you know, a lot of times in text messages, you wouldn't be interested in selling your property today, would you? And then the conversation based off of what response we get, we kind of gauge it of what we're going to say after. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or it's a no, or who is this? We kind of gauge on what we're going to say. And we let them know that we have average people that's doing this, but we let them know that, you know, we're a local investment team. Now, one thing we don't mention our company, and I want everybody to know that the reason why is because um, just, you don't know who you may be talking to. I mean, you you could be talking to so happy, man. They are. So we just, we, what we always use and we tell our students too is say I'm the city's local investment company. That's like it. I, you know, that, that's why I'm, we're, we're, we're a local Tampa investment group. You know, we're a local Philadelphia investment group or, you know, local buyer. That, that's the best, what you determine to use. That way you don't have to necessarily display or disclose your company at first. Real we, broad, yeah. real generic. Real broad, real generic. And so what we're looking for is that something that we, we, we might ask them a couple of questions, which is generic stuff like um, we're verifying how many beds and baths. And then here's where we do that may be different from other people is that we'll say, uh, okay, there's just a few more questions that we need from you in order to see if this would be a good fit, if we can be able to uh, make an offer on your property. When's a good time? for us to be able to get on the phone. Then you make that transition over. I like that. Transition. I like yeah. that. Leading right into a phone call. Yeah, I love that. It has to happen where you get on the phone with them. We want to get on the phone with them right then and there, but that might not be a good time. And sometimes we have people say, yeah, we had a lady one time, she was like, I'm in the doctor's office right now. Um, how about you call me at 5.30? And we was like, fine. 
you know, we, we call them in. And that's another thing, too. Always set a certain time with the homeowner for anything, even when, it's make, when you're going to make a, have them sign a contract or you're going over the contract over the phone or however you're doing it. Always, always set a date and time. Because if you tell people, to, if, they, if it's a conversation where it's like, all right, Jamil, um, yeah, just, just call me later. And there's no set time. There's no scheduling more than likely you're going to have a very big issue trying to get in contact with that person. They yeah. might, they might it's true. So have to be strict on a certain time or certain, so they know exactly when they're going to, you know, hear from us. Well, we do. I like to, if I'm going to set an appointment with somebody, I give them two different options. I say, so what works best for you? Two 30 or three 30, something mm. like that. Mm. So then now you have two options, gotcha. pick one and right. then, you know, we work it out from there. So I like that. Uh, always set a time. And that way people, once you set a time with people, they, they tend to be more committed exactly. to that time frame anyway. So I like that. Yeah. Now, quick question. Uh, have you split test approaching your approach with the motivated seller? So uh, approaching them with the, you know, hey, how are you versus, hey, this is such and such. We buy houses in a local area, yada, yada, yada type of message. Yeah, absolutely. We have tested that. And the reason why we start switching it up a little bit and getting more personal is because we were seeing that there are some messages that don't get sent out because spam. The carriers are smart. They're, they're, they're literally pulling some of those. So we had to get a little bit personable to kind of throw the carriers off a little bit. I like that. Um, and so that's the reason why we, we, we start switching it up. Now we have also a lot of, the, like a lot of softwares will require you to have multiple phone numbers because you can only send typically in some, the software that we were using before, I think it was like a uh, hundred and I want to say 150. It was like a hundred to 150 text messages from that one number is the most you can send out. Wow. Anything more than that, you can't send at a, at a blast mm-hmm. pretty much. So we had to switch out, have five, six, seven, you know, these softwares have, have the opportunity for you to have different multiple numbers. So that way, you know, it just switches over. So it doesn't go through spam. But anyway, that's a little technical for people. Just know that um, we did test that. And like I said, to try to beat them from thinking it's a spam, we go with a more, more personal question. And we already say their name. That's another thing, too. We insert their name in the merge field. So it's like, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, Chris, how's your day going? <laughs> so they're like, oh, because a lot, you're going to always, if you don't know the number and they're texting you and they put your name in it, you're like, who is this? <laughs> That's right. I mean, because yeah. then you, you automatically, they, they want to know who's this person that knows me. That's kind of like a, a little tactic that I use when it comes to uh, postcards. I kind of, I, I have them wondering, you know, I have them thinking. So if I use, let's say a postcard, I might say something like, hey, uh, you know, there's a, I might send out a ringless voicemail, for example, and it may say something like, hey, there's a post, there's a pink postcard in your mailbox right now. I wanted to let you know about, um, go, go to your mailbox, check it, and then call us back and we'll talk about that pink postcard. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's a curiosity approach to it. And that's um, the thing, curiosity is exactly. the best in marketing, right? Exactly. So you know their name, they're curious. How does this guy yeah, know my name? Yeah, exactly. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. quick question for you. When it comes to, let's say, uh, sending out text messages versus direct mail, I know for 
direct mail for the average person, you're going to spend about $1,500 to $2,000 to get a deal these days, right? Maybe a little more because it's so competitive. You might end up, end up $2,000 to $2,500, depending on your yep. market. When it comes to text messaging, how does that differ from the uh, direct mail approach? Yeah, it's ridiculously cheaper. I mean, we've had time we've spent, you know, $300, $400 to get a deal. I had a lady one time, we cold called her. We sent her a really voicemail. She did not respond until we sent her a text. And then we ended up getting that deal and made 20 grand on it. Um, so, it, like, with text messages, on average for us, we spent about 500 And now in Tampa, it's about 500 to 600 and some of the smaller markets like Cleveland that we're working on right now, $300, $400. It's crazy. Like, it's ridiculous. $300 to $400. Yeah. And you yeah. said in Tampa is... Tampa is more competitive because there's more people here. It's about five to $600 here because there's a lot of people in this market that have to called To get a deal, to get a contract you're talking yeah, about. To get a contract. That's crazy, man. Because with text messaging, we're only, we only uh, are charged one cent. Right. So we can send out a blast of text messages, you know, and we got follow-ups and things like that, of course, that we have that comes into play and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's significantly cheaper. Now, who are you using for your tech service? Yeah, so we have our own um, white label company. Got it. Our virtual biz in a box. And um, yeah, we because we, there's a lot of other ones. Lee Sherpa's a good one. Um, I think there's... Uh, I know there's Text Magic as well. Yeah, they're like, there's, there's a couple like of them, but cents. yeah. Our, ours allows us, we, we have our own pricing, so you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're paying one cent per tech. And what was we the name of it again? Huh? What was virtual, the name of it? It's called Virtual Biz in a Box. Virtual Biz in a Box. Do you have a website for it already? Um, We do, but I can't. It's not, not available to the public yeah, yet. Okay. It's only really available for my private students and my customers right now. Got so it. We yeah, we haven't made it available to any like like anybody yet. Well, be on the lookout for that for future references, guys. So let's, let's recap this, these three steps. So we got get a list. Mm -hmm. And when you get that list, you obviously want to focus on uh, free and clear or at least 20% equity in the property uh, to free and clear. And again, you could check the description box for a link to get started with that. Um, then you want to skip trace the list. You want to pull at least three numbers and um, also an email address with each each customer. Now understand that you're not. It's not. You're not going to get a hundred percent. If you got a thousand leads, you're not going to get a hundred percent phone numbers. You're not going to get. You know, even if you're sending out, let's say, ringless voicemail, you're not. You're going to get a percentage of them that's actually going to go through. A good number for me is usually like seventy percent. Yeah. If I can hit 70% on a ringless voicemail, I know that I got a good list. Yep. And if I get a uh, six, seven, eight percent response rate from that, I'm pretty happy. So out of a thousand leads, we may only have like 700 of them that's, you know, actually quality leads. And then we might get, you know, 40, 50, 60 phone calls per 800. That sounds about, that's about industry standard right now for us mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, um, yeah, same, same here. So pull your list, get the get the contact information, start texting. Use a simple service. Um, you know, I, I know Chris 
Chris's uh, services isn't available yet to the general public. So again, guys, it's not about the information. It's about getting started. If you don't do anything, if you're not willing to invest a little bit of money, you know, Chris just told you, you know, where it takes the average person who's sending out postcards to spend, you know, between $1,500 and $2,500 to get a deal, you can do the same thing between three and even $700 in order to get your first deal. Now, let's do some math here. Let's do some simple math. Okay. Let me okay. ask you a question. What's your average profit on a deal? Uh, right now, it's 11000 All right, so $11,000. Yeah. Now, quick question for everybody listening. Would you invest $700 on a high end to make $11,000 back? No brainer. No brainer. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many times can I spend $700 right. Right. to get $11,000 over and over and over again. That's the thought process that you need as a business owner. If you're not thinking that way, you're thinking way too small. You probably shouldn't be in a business in the first place. And that's just being real. You know, so, you know, we're trying to give you actionable steps here. You know, Chris is obviously an expert with what he does. Fantastic. He has his own podcast as well, by the way, uh, Escaping the Newbie Zone. Yep. Um, be sure to check that out. But more importantly, take the information that he's providing for you on platforms like this and do something with it. You know, you heard it in my first podcast episode. If you don't do something, you're never going to get anywhere. So you got to, you got the vehicle, you have the drive, you got to put the car in and drive and get it moving. You got to press that gas. So get out there and do something. So Chris, I know we've been on for a while. Yeah. We really appreciate you uh, providing great content today. And we, we appreciate you providing action steps. It's actionable content is more important than, than basic content, right? So um, if you had to give a word of advice to our listeners today, those of you just getting started, even if you've been in the business for a while, and you're trying to figure out you know, what's happening in the market, where's the, you know, where's the next deal going to come from? What are those words of advice that you would what are some things that you would tell our listeners that are going through these things at the moment? Um, so I would tell them that, you know, with this business, there are going to come challenges. Um, the most important thing is understanding, like we've been talking, you know, this whole time is about, you know, taking action and more importantly, strengthening your mindset. Um, powerful. The, the, the thing that a lot of people don't share sometimes we talk about a lot of action and things like that, but another action that must be taken is uplifting your mind because the challenges that you're going to face that may not even necessarily be real estate related. There's going to be some challenges of even thinking that you were worthy of making $11,000, right? You come from working, you know, $15 an hour at a job and your paychecks for the month is no more than four grand a month, 11 grand might seem like this is out of reach for you. So the biggest thing is on your journey on this real estate, you know, uh, being an investor entrepreneur is uplifting your mind to think bigger. Our mind is like a box and however big that box is when stuff gets overflown, right? 
it, it falls out the box. So if your mindset and capacity is only able to handle small problems and only make $4,000 a month, even if you happen to make $11,000 a month on doing a deal, one, you may not be able to repeat the process because you don't believe it because you don't even know how you did it the first time. Or two, you're going to blow the money because you're not worthy in your mind of having that type of money. So on your journey, keep elevating your mind. Um, this is done by reading books. This is done by podcasts. This is done by changing your circle. You know, me and Jamel have been friends for so long. We help each other. We grow together, right? Because we are two people that are super invested in growing our businesses and our minds. That's right. So, and, and just to add to that, you know, we don't have that crab in a box mentality. You know, mm -hmm. crab, crabs try to pull each other back down mm -hmm. where we're trying to offer helping hands to not only ourselves, but to everyone else. Right. Well, but we help each other in moving forward in our businesses. So get out of the crab in a box mentality, friends. Yes. Yes. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, that crab in a box mentality, guys, is not going to not going to help anybody. So if you have anybody around you that is trying to pull you back, you got to get, you got to get out of that box, period. Got to, got to. And some of them, as you know, it's sad. Some of them is your friends and family. Yep. Yep. It's true, man. hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, you know, until you, sometimes people need to see you, they, they'll doubt you until they see you winning. And once you start winning, then they'll support you. It's, it's unfortunate that's just the way it works, though. Yeah. You know, so. I think there was a meme that was like, friends won't support you until strangers celebrate. Uh, friends, friends won't celebrate you until strangers. So it was something about basically like. Until strangers. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Until friends strangers support you until That's when the friends will start supporting you. I like right? that. It's crazy, but that's how it is. You know, you sometimes they just. And so just understand for anybody that's listening to this, you know, maybe you got a, a, a significant other, maybe you have your mom, your brother, your uncle, maybe you got some of your best friends you grew up in high school with, elementary school. There will be, they will doubt you. And, and it's not about doubting you. It's more of, they don't think themselves they can do it. So they're mm -hmm. trying to place their disbelief onto you because they don't want you to fail because they don't believe that they could do it. Also, you know, right along with that, you know, and, I, and I've experienced this myself, you know, sometimes people are watching and you just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And then once you hit, they think you strike gold, they, they come out. They've been support, <laughs> sometimes they've been supporting you all along. They've been rooting for you all along. So what you do is important because always remember, you got people watching you, whether you right. know it or not. I can't tell you how many people I, I personally grew up with and they contact me on social media or something like that. And they just express how happy they are and how, uh, how ecstatic they are because they saw it coming. Right. So sometimes you have people rooting for you. They may not say nothing to you about it, but they're rooting for you silently, wanting you to win. Even the, the, the well-meaning people who may, you know, at the end of the day, they may say something like, you know, maybe they're, they're, they have that crab in a box mentality or you, or it seems that way. Maybe that's not the, the, case. the case. Maybe they just want to protect you right. from, from harm. But sometimes you have to get hurt in order to, in order to heal faster, in order to get to where you want to be. Right. So, um, sometimes you have people silently rooting for you and right. you'd be surprised. It happened to me. 
Um, and just to add on to that, Jamel, you know, another thing too, <clears throat> because me and you are fathers, right? Yep. We can't go expect our daughters to go do something and be great if we aren't ourselves. Wow, man. Powerful. Right. Powerful. So the people that's the people that's looking at looking at us are our kids. That's right. So that's we right. have to, you know what I'm saying, be great. We have to set the example. Yep. Anybody listening that has kids, you can relate to this because I can't look my daughter in her eyes and tell her, hey, I need you to go all the way. I need you to get a degree in college, right? Or start this business. But yet I was failed to go out and be that person myself. You'd be a hypocrite. Hypocrite. They ain't going to listen to you. That's right. Powerful, powerful call, man. Powerful, powerful stuff. Even far and beyond the, uh, the, the simplicities of real estate investing in a step-by-step process, just offering real life information, genuine information, man. We really appreciate having you this week on this uh, podcast. If our listeners wanted to get in contact with you or see what you got going on, where, where, where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best thing I would tell people, connect with me on Instagram, at Detroit Mogul. Um, I mean, if you Google me, I'll come up. Uh, I do have like a free little web training, but you know, if anybody is listening, like I said, just, just follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Chris Bruce, he's, you can connect with me on there. Chris Bruce, everybody. We really appreciate having you today. Once again, it's been a real pleasure, man. Guys get out there and do something with this information that Chris has willingly provided for you on today's call. And I'm telling you, if you just get started with doing something, there's no way you can't make some type of progress. Just get out there and do. Don't think about it. Just do it. Absolutely. Chris, man, it's been a real pleasure. And I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Take care. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.